So it's just Matteo Colombo. Yes, sir. in Italian Matteo Columbo, as the tenant, I think, in in US. The tenant uh, in the fiction, the series. That's right. Okay. And we were just talking about interrogation, so. Uh, yes. But I'm not. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm. I'm not going to put a spotlight on you or anything. But just to put us. In uh, context here, I typically will ask uh, a small group of uh, of friends of the podcast, the Bibliophile podcast, whenever I go somewhere, I'll just throw out an email and say, do you know anyone here and (laughs) where I'm going, right? Yeah. And Margaret uh, Atwood uh, immediately responded with, you You need to see my wonderful publicist, uh, Matteo Columbo, in Milan. Uh, and also, she said that you were a magician. Uh, yes, uh, I, when I met Margaret, uh, it was... Uh, in a way, a magically <laughs> meeting and encounter. <laughs> but uh, uh, yes, when I was a child, uh, I attended a sort of magic club, a magic, magic school for 10 years. Uh, so I, I do some tricks. Uh, and sometimes when you tour uh, with an author, uh, there are uh, some uh, moments of uh, relaxation, of uh, pause, of waiting. And uh, sometimes I use my magical powers uh, to... <laughs> Entertainer and Margaret was uh, very interested in that, uh, and uh, I think she has uh, friends that are magicians too. She is a, a magician, a witch in a way. <laughs> She's definitely a witch, yes. So, so she has magical powers that uh, is, uh, express uh, with words and with uh, with tellings. So, what do you do specifically in in magic or uh, in publishing to entertain her? Ah, to in magic. Uh, my my trick, uh, my opener is uh, a multiplication of bananas. Um, uh, I take uh, I take a banana from the nose. I show you uh, even if I can go to the. Oh, podcast. you got the banana with you, awesome. uh, Yes, Plastic. I got a banana in my nose. That's the beginning of, and then uh, the banana has a banana in it uh, and has another banana in it uh, is a sort of misana beam the banana of bananas wow so multiplication of banana they are not real banana because if you put in the hand you can make disappear and come back to the nose (laughs) so sometimes i do this uh, kind of joke trick and uh, margaret was very amused about it and uh, made me exhibit uh, in a way in front of the Canadian ambassador or uh, in front of other writers. So sometimes uh, when we are uh, at dinner, uh, she says, and now Matteo sh- will show you the trick of bananas. Uh, <laughs> and she is very uh, <laughs> amused about this uh, situation. And uh, me too. Right. Okay. So parallels between writing and your banana trick. Okay, uh, I don't know, maybe you should ask to Margaret, but uh, I think uh, that uh, an important part of writing is also surprising. And uh, uh, the writer is also a magician that constructs a sort of of plot in which there are, uh, it plays with surprise. And uh, besides, also in my work, uh, 
surprise uh, pace in a way because you have to uh, gain the attention of uh, critics and journalists that are uh, literally uh, overwhelmed by books, uh, yes. the quantity of books. So yes. to give a different uh, communication, something that uh, stand out, stand out, stands out uh, in uh, the communication, you have to invent something, something that uh, wanders, I think, sometimes, if you succeed, not always is possible. So can you give me an example? Uh, yes, uh, for, for instance, a few years ago I was promoting a, a book, a little book about uh, touching the books. It was about uh, the, the pleasure, the pleasure of, uh, of the book, uh, yeah. of the paper book, yeah. tactile also. And uh, of course, uh, in publishing we don't have a lot of budget and uh, money, so you have to think of something and I thought just to take a paper and write on it, I printed on it, don't touch, don't open this envelope. I So I just created and I put the, the book in this piece of paper, just a very simple thing, but it was noticed in a way and it was very coherent to the theme of the book. And so this uh, don't touch, don't, uh, and, and so you have, of course, you touch and you open is a false uh, warning in a way. But yes, well, also, whenever you say don't do something, yeah, of course, you people do it. Like don't, don't think of the elephant, uh, don't think of the elephants, uh, that kind of things. Yeah. Okay. Or uh, I could do also another example that I like to, to tell that is about uh, a book of psychology. Uh, that uh, was about uh, ossess disturbi ossessivi compulsivi is uh, when when you do always the same thing you wash your hands every every minute uh, you <laughs> check the 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 keys uh, that are the, 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 that are locked this kind of obsession Yes, uh, obsessive compulsive. Yeah, that kind of thing. It was a book about this. And uh, I thought, uh, okay, I, I do uh, a mailing. I, I mail, I, I send a mail to the, to the journalists. And uh, I sent one mail, and after one or two minutes, uh, I sent a second mail saying, <laughs> I'm not sure you received my email. And then a third mail after seven minutes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it was nice uh, thing because, uh, uh, as, uh, for instance, uh, usually uh, this kind of mailing I receive uh, 10, 20 answers. That, for that I received about 80 oh, uh, uh, answers and they all uh, were amused and not uh, annoyed by, <laughs> by the strategy. <laughs> well, isn't that a huge part of, uh, of any kind of communication? If someone sees that you are clever, they like people want something that's clever. I hope so. It's a way also not to to get bored uh, myself, uh, but uh, of course to to catch attention. You have uh, to yeah. not always. You have the time the, and uh, the idea to do that. But uh, yeah. it's a nice uh, in this world world of. Uh, noise of a lot of communication of a lot of emails we all is to find a way to to, to get through that to get through is uh, and you say that uh, a big part of it is you coming up with ideas that will surprise people 
Uh, this was an example because of my <laughs> magician's uh, expertise, but uh, um, of course you can find other ways, it depends on, on the books. I'm very lucky to work in a publishing house, Ponte Le Grazie, that is part of a publishing group called Gruppo Editoriale Mauri Spagnol, GEMS, that is the second Italian publishing group. Uh, my publisher is a medium publisher, and uh, but uh, we publish about uh, 70 books a year. Um, but we publish a, a variety of books, uh, and that uh, I think uh, it's uh, a difficult thing because you have to speak to very different uh, kind of authors, of different uh, journalists, because very very uh, eclectic uh, subjects uh, are. Uh, we published uh, we published book on uh, very different subjects, but it's also a very good occasion to find different way uh, and different strategies uh, to communicate them. Of course, if I publish uh, a novel, a novel of Margaret Atwood, or a novel by, by a first published uh, Italian author, because it's very different kind of. Uh, of things of of things to say to the journalist and the way to convey them uh, to the book. So yeah, you have to tailor your message to uh, obviously to the, audience. To, to the to the audience, but to also you have to consider what the book is saying if it's serious, if it's is that what you try to do? Like with this obsessive compulsive example. Mm -hmm. Uh, ideally, you do something like that for each book, depending on what the subject matter is, right? Yes, uh, not always you succeed in that, this no. kind of uh, ideas. Sometimes uh, there is a, a more traditional way to, 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 to work a book. Uh, of course, when you have uh, uh, to present a book of a uh, of a of a very well known writer. In a way, it's easier because yeah. you already you know what you are selling in a way, yeah. and uh, they have an established brand yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you have uh, the, the my my profession is uh, to stop the request. In that case, if, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you mean yes, that's right. She can't see everyone, right? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yes. There is a very different way to to work with uh, with an unknown author that you have to construct in a way you have to insist and to uh, sometimes to pray even <laughs> yeah. I, I, I assure you this is interesting this is uh, very right. it's worth your time yeah and sometimes uh, as you work with a pop star I am not we are not used to pop star in, uh, in publishing but sometimes uh, I think uh, of Margaret I think also of uh, we published Slavoj Žižek that is a uh, uh, philosopher, very well, well, very well known, Noam Chomsky. In that cases, uh, you have to uh, filtrate. You, 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 yeah. you, you have to, in a way, decide what what uh, what is uh, good and to say some no's. No's. That's right. Yeah, because everyone wants to talk to them. Yeah, I suppose. And uh, we have to, of course, uh, to save them <laughs> by uh, because uh, <laughs> if they have to write, sometimes uh, they don't, they cannot uh, answer to interviews or write uh, pieces for for the papers all the time. Right, right, yeah. Tell me a bit about your publishing firm. Then I, I'm interested in the fact that they they uh, publish all sorts of different 
types of, uh, of books. Uh, is there a, a sort of editorial line? Is there a philosophy behind that? Like, okay. just what's great? I mean, is that it? Yes, I would say that uh, if there is a philosophy, even if it's not written or told, but it's by uh, Luigi Spagnol. Luigi Spagnol was uh, our publisher. Uh -huh. He died uh, a few years ago, okay. but he did a sort of imprint to the, to, to the imprint. Yeah, I understand. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, his personality. His personality. Yeah. He, he was a very uh, clever and curious man and cultivated. And he has had a lot of interest, very various, kitchen, cooking, uh, music, uh, literature. Yeah. And so I think this sort of, first of all, Ponte Legazzi is, is quite a mirror of, of his uh, complex personality and, uh, and his curiosity. He considered every single book a sort of unicum a sort of uh, things that you cannot replicate, you, you cannot uh, imitate another book, it just a book is, is like a person, it's, yeah. it's one individual uh, thing. Which, which means you have to talk to people about it in a unique way, you have to, to emphasize how unique it yes. is. Yes, even in the uh, cover design of our publishing imprint, uh, there is a, a lot of, uh, of freedom and individuality. There are not a lot of... Uh, yes, there are some graphic uh, design uh, things uh, that uh, come back, but every t title is considered uh, one person and you have to dress it uh, uh, for that person. And we published uh, very, uh, very different uh, people. <laughs> well, I was going to say, how did you get Margaret Atwood to... Uh, did you have to convince her to come to your house? Yeah. Um, at, uh, when I arrived uh, working at Ponte Le Grazie, about 20 years ago, uh, Margaret Atwood was already published by our uh, pu publishing house, but, uh, but it wasn't easy to have her in Italy, because I always asked her, uh, could you come to Italy, this very important festival, yeah. this very important occasion? Yeah. And she told me, mm, uh, yes, but I have to work. And it was very difficult. I, I went out of uh, topics to, to convince uh, her. Yeah. And uh, an editor working for our publishing house told me, ask her again. And I told, but I, I told everything I could uh, to convince her. And he he gave me a great lesson that was uh, insisting yeah. is an argument in itself, is a, a motivation in itself. <laughs> <That's> excellent, <laughs> yes. Persistence. Persistence is, uh, yeah. She would admire your, your Persistence. efforts. Yes. I, I hope so. I think also that when uh, she came for the first time in Italy and we met, uh, then uh, things uh, changed, of course, because he understood uh, uh, the love of the publisher for her books uh, and uh, uh -huh. she yeah. was uh, more uh, willing to come back uh, in, in the following years. So, what you're saying, though, then, is that her physical presence obviously is important and makes a, a huge difference? Uh, yes, it could do a difference, of course. Uh, 
Uh, of course, the, the, the success of Margaret uh, in, in the last years is also due to other factors uh, as uh, the TV series uh, and uh, this kind of... She, she was always uh, very well considered from a critical point of view. But, uh, I mean, in terms of readership, at least in Italy, the last 10 years uh, she had... Uh, big uh, increase uh, in in sellings uh, and uh, mm. i think part of of the of it is also due to her presence uh, too she is an author that uh, brings uh, something more when uh, she is present she mm, makes people fall in love i would say <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the first time my, uh, my publisher that I already quoted, uh, Luigi Spagnol, met her in, uh, I think, in the London Book Fair. Yeah. Uh, he told me this uh, sensation of uh, just uh, falling in love in a way. And uh, that was my impression the first time I met her in, uh, in Rome uh, 10 years ago or something. Well, what I love is just how playful she is. You know, when you communicate with her, it's, yeah. it invites... Uh, good-natured barbs uh, and humor and uh, it's just an itch. it's always interesting. Yes, uh, she's interested in everything. She knows everything. She, she appears yeah, to know everything. She's never wrong, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Once I ask her, uh, well, well, how do you know about the comics so well? And she answered, I know everything. That's what she said to me. <laughs> and that was astonishing at first because uh, when I hadn't met her yet, uh, you received from the entourage, from, from the, the agents, uh, yeah. also a lot of requirements. Like what? Like, uh, like uh, even practical one, but even strange one, like uh, you have to f let her find in her hotel room uh, a lemon sliced, uh, a bit of salt uh, and a carrot. It's weird. Nice. Sometimes no I, tequila, though. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> and uh, these requirements uh, at, at first uh, makes you think, oh, this is uh, like uh, a very high demanding yes. uh, author. Yeah. And maybe they are done also for that, to, to let you think this and to be prepared for yeah. any convenience. Yeah. So when uh, she came off the plane and I met her and uh, she's very nice and very very easy also, it doesn't have all these requests or uh, she's a very humble person in a way. Well, what strikes me is that her personality sounds a lot like this publisher you've just mentioned. Yes, I think uh, that is uh, why it, uh, it worked in a way. Yeah, yeah. Right publisher for the right kind of author. Okay. We're in Milan right now, and yesterday it just so happened that there was an exhibition of uh, the photographer Helmut Newton. It's on. It's on now. Yes, and I went. I, uh, I went to it, and one of the things that struck me was, you know, there's all sorts of photographers are good with light and shadow, and but more than anything, it's uh, the story they want to construct how they position people, what they put in the, in the frame. Mm -hmm. And it sounds to me a bit like what you do. You're, you're coming up with a story. You're, you want to be different. You want to tell an interesting story. You want to put things in the frame that maybe other people don't put in. 
Okay, uh, I didn't see the the, the exhibition by, of uh, Helmut Newton, but uh, I would say that uh, uh, it's a, it's a good metaphor of uh, of the work uh, you have to do because uh, also for the thing yes you have to frame your uh, your discourse your your uh, uh, presentation of books but uh, you have also another thing with photography is the you have to to catch the moment you have not a lot of time. This this depends on what kind of uh, yeah what kind of photography you're talking about. Yes, I mean that uh, you have to catch the attention of the journalists or the critics sometimes uh, in a very uh, a very small amount of time because right because there's the type of photography where yes you have to, if you don't click the the uh, moment the moment then you've missed it whereas the other approach is you can take a whole morning and stage something with with models or or with a certain you know you want to get a certain time of day or whatever they're different obviously there's different types of photography right yeah, yeah. is there different types of publicity uh, yes i think uh, uh, i would say that uh, you in english called the, to pitch something yeah uh, and uh, some books are more pitchables, <laughs> no, I don't know if it's uh, pitchable uh, uh, than others. Uh, it, it, it's, it's not uh, always about uh, their quality, but sometimes uh, you have, uh, oh, this novel is about, uh, and you can in just one sentence uh, do uh, saying it in a very interesting way. Sometimes uh, it's, uh, it's very hard for, for some kind of literature especially to condensate uh, the message in a, in one sentence or something like that. Yeah, but as you say, you almost have to have an elevator pitch ready just so you grab their attention and and stop them enough to get them to listen to more. Yes, this is uh, of course uh, a problem when also you do a magic trick or a show to to grab the attention. At yeah. first, and then, uh, of course, uh, the relationships uh, in the years with journalists and critics are based also on other uh, things. So you can, uh, uh, I think, the important thing is, uh, I would say something strange, maybe for a people, uh, for a person uh, who works on communication, but to tell the truth. Yeah, you want to be trustworthy. Yeah, because if you you can lie, you can say this is very beautiful, and then uh, it's better. Yeah. It's very short-term uh, uh, relationship uh, strategy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. well, this is the thing that bothers me so much about most of what goes on in book publishing mm -hmm. is that there are these big promises of this phenomenal. No, yeah, everything is the phenomenal it, of the. In most cases, it's just bullshit, it, and it, it gets you disappointed right from the start. Mm -hmm. So how do you how do you compensate from you know wanting to get attention and telling the truth? How do you adapt that? <laughs> you learn to tell the truth. Uh, maybe you work more on omission than to telling lies. You find the the right the right phrasing. Sometimes also the syntax could uh, vary. Is a, a rhetorical problem, but uh, uh, I would say with uh, there is an anecdote anecdote on uh, Jesuits, mm -hmm. the the priest uh, uh, that uh, says uh, that is very different to say uh, to your superior, can I pray while I smoke? 
or can I smoke while I pray? Yeah, a different syntax can produce uh, the opposite result. So you have to tell what you can tell uh, with the book you have uh, in the best way <laughs> you can uh, to, to convince the other to, that is interesting and, uh, and, uh, and sometimes, of course, uh, you have to exchange. I give you something good uh, if, you <laughs> if you speak about something not so good. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's a bit like publishing in general, as if, you know, if we succeed with this one title, well, that means we can go and spend some money on another title. Yes. That may not be as easy to sell. Yes. Uh, as publishing is not very uh, rich uh, industry mm. and is not very expensive to produce a book, uh, I, I think, uh, of course, uh, against doing a film or a TV series or yes. something else. Yeah. Uh, you, you just need, uh, it's easier and easier like uh, with uh, digital printing and with everything. You tend uh, as publishing to do maybe more books and you cannot, as you don't have the, the recipe for the bestseller uh, and you cannot, you yeah. just try more uh, paths and ways uh, and books, uh, different books uh, and then sometimes uh, something spark. Yeah. It's funny, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure exactly where I'm headed with this, but it seems to me like the, the, the difference between a male and a female, like a male has billions of sperm, right? And <laughs> yeah, a woman yeah. only has one egg. <laughs> Maybe you could help me with that. You think there's, do you think there's a parallel there somehow? I never thought about that. Uh, it's quite... <laughs> Could do something. Uh, <laughs> it's know. like you, you, you want to, you know, you want to make one big life. You create life, but you have to send out uh, all sorts of uh, yes, uh, and attempts. Most, <laughs> and most of readerships uh, is uh, female uh, readerships. <laughs> so <laughs> I wouldn't say I, I haven't said that <laughs> because uh, I wouldn't be <laughs> accused of sexism. No, I want to either. Uh, you know, one of the things that was so interesting for me uh, yesterday, going around the uh, Domo, uh, was, uh, and there's this magnificent sort of commercial cathedral mm -hmm. there, this mall, where as we were walking through there, and, and there's... Uh, La Vinascente, maybe? Uh, yeah, it's a big mall with a big so, so, yeah, dome, yeah. right? Yeah. So, first of all, Rizzoli is there? Rizzoli. The publishing house? Ah, Rizzoli, sorry. Sorry, sorry. It's so sorry. Pronunciation yeah, it's me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in the gallery. And yeah, and I believe this is the only shop they've got in the world except for the one in New York. It's here. And so we were walking along, and again, just in that, in that domed, beautiful domed alleyway, if you will, there was this beautiful uh, antiquarian bookseller, Bozo or something like that, Boza, I think it's called. Yes, it's uh, an antiquarian bookshop in, yeah. in the gallery. And, yes. and of course they said it was the oldest in Italy, mm -hmm. which I don't may know. or may not be true. But, uh, but it was beautiful, but we didn't even know it would be there. And then there was Fretinelli. Fretinelli. They, the publishing house, had this Important big, chain. big shop. Big shop and it's also part of a, of a chain. While the Rizzoli is just one shop in That's Milano. That's right. Uh, but it's this vertical, isn't it? It's the publishing house with the bookstore. 
To tell the truth, the, the publishing houses uh, of, of their bookstores are uh, based on other work, where, uh, in right. other places. It's but still the same company, though, right? Uh, no. Feltrinelli is uh, independent, uh, is the third Italian publishing group. Rizzoli is part of Mondadori. No, I understand that. Right. But what I'm getting at is you do have a connection between the publishing house and the store. And the retailer. Yes, yes. And also same, Mondadori. There is and, in and, the just, and that's right, they've just opened up. Yes. They said within the last three weeks. Yes, it was a sort of... Uh, Trasferimento, uh, displacement. There was also always uh, a Mondadori store in uh, in Piazza del Duomo, but now as a new bigger, uh, yeah, it's a bigger place. Is your company? Maybe you could just tell me how it's. Is it connected to retail at all or not? Uh, we have uh, an important uh, connection with distribution. So the part uh, that is called Messaggerie, uh, that is a very important distributor in Italy, but we don't have uh, branded uh, retailers. Okay. This distribution has some bookshop called, uh, a web of, of bookshop called Il Libraccio, that is uh, also specialized in, in used book. They sell new books, but also uh, scholastic and used books. And is it here in Milan there's one? Yeah, there is uh, more than one in Milan, uh, one in Porta Venezia, then more, uh, I think, uh, four or five uh, places. Okay, so that, yeah, there are lots of connections in the Italian market between publishing houses and book bookstores and distributors. Yes, uh, Rizzoli is more... Uh, uh, of uh, di rappresentanza of uh, just to, to to have a window but uh, Feltrinelli is the most important uh, book chain the equivalent of in a way Barnes and Noble in the US okay tell me uh, what else uh, do you do then for for Margaret what do you do what do I do for Margaret uh, <laughs> besides magic tricks I repeat, working uh, with Margaret is very easy and very rewarding in a way. But what I mean is, like, what are the tasks that you do? Okay, so of course in the years you know uh, her readers, I mean her professional readers or the critics that likes her. And so it's easier, of course, uh, to send uh, reviews, copies, because uh, in a way you know your audience, your uh, specialized audience. Uh, How many are those, do you think, roughly? <sighs> no, I, I couldn't quantificate exactly, but about a uh, hundred, a hundred or something. Uh, in, in Italy? Uh, I mean, uh, not all, not the readers, uh, not the, the regular readers, I mean the professional uh, readers, I send the review copy, something like that. Okay, Sorry. professional reader would be someone who works for the publishing house. No, critics. So you're talking journalists, uh, journalists you send out about a hundred. Yeah, about. In, in effect, right, uh, to say this is a new book that's just come out, if you want a, cop a yeah. physical copy, you can call me and we'll get you one. Yes. He said the readership of Margaret in Italy was uh, increased a lot in the last 10 years. Uh, yeah, from what to what? 
Uh, I wouldn't say exact figures because uh, I'm not sure to, to they are uh, perfect, but uh, from uh, from thousand to uh, hundred of thousands. Especially for for the main uh, titles, of course, uh, but uh, but uh, it was ab about. Uh, I think that in the last 10 or 15 years uh, uh, she multiplied her readership of, uh, by 10. So it would go from 10,000 to 100,000, roughly? Something like that. Okay. Because you know, uh, I read somewhere that uh, Mordecai Richler, who was a mm -hmm. well-known Canadian yeah, I know. author, his uh, no, I'm thinking it's Barney's version, I mm -hmm. think. Barney's version, la versione di Barney in Italian. Yeah, in Italian. it sold over 200,000 copies, hardcover, maybe more. Uh, this was an old number, but it was more than he sold in the United States. Yes, sometimes there are these kind of uh, things that a book uh, has uh, more success uh, in other countries, it's very difficult to predict them. Uh, and uh, for sure, Mordecai Richter in Italy was a huge success by Adelphi, published by Adelphi in Italy. Sometimes it's very strange. I heard that uh, Susanna Tamaro, that is an Italian writer that has uh, had a big uh, uh, success with uh, Vado Veti Porta al Cuore, that is a, a book. Uh, I think 20 years ago or something, uh, more, more, uh, even more. Uh, when it was, if she was published in France, uh, she didn't work so well. Even if uh, France is uh, quite near to Italy, quite culturally near. Yeah. Instead, when it, she was published in Turkey, it was a huge success. <laughs> and you think that Italy, Turkey, maybe are more different than uh, France and Italy. It's not always predictable. If uh, an author has access in one nation, uh, it's not exportable in a, in a automatic way. Yeah, it's, but it does sort of, it's the same idea, isn't it? It's such a, to, to use an English term, it's such a crapshoot. It's like with the dice, oh, yeah? because uh, it, it, again, when, you, when you're a publisher, you publish a ton of uh, titles in hopes of getting a bestseller. But the it's the same sort of big chance that you're taking by taking on the rights of a, another a writer from abroad in your own country. It's just a crapshoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes it, it hits really big. And sometimes the, you try to launch an author, even a bestseller author uh, abroad in yeah. your country and it doesn't work. And then you try again or another publisher try again uh, after a few years and succeed. Uh, so yeah. it's also what the Greek uh, people called uh, the kairos, the right moment to do one thing, the right yeah. timing. Okay, what else do you do with, uh, with not just Margaret, but all with your clients, the types of things that you do? If they, they, if they come from abroad, you invite them maybe for book tours, uh, you do events, presentation. You also follow book prizes, uh, that is uh, a part of, uh, of the publicist work, so to decide uh, 
which titles uh, to candidate, uh, you see, yeah. uh, to the prizes uh, and some prizes, very few, there are a lot of in Italy, but uh, very few that uh, change the destiny of, of a book, uh, I, I mean, from, from a selling point of view. It's not such a big impact? Few of them has. Um, yeah. uh, Premio Strega, that is the most important literary prize for Italian uh, fiction. Uh, Campiello, that is uh, a prize based in Venice, also very important. Then there is a more uh, popular, I would say, uh, best-selling uh, prize that is uh, called Bancarella, that is linked to the booksellers, a sort of, of prize of the booksellers. So they, they tend to give the prize to a a book that already sells well and uh, is quite popular already. It's less maybe uh, artistic uh, prize, but... Uh, it's more uh, commercial success. Commercial, yes. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, working uh, with prizes for a, a literary publisher, and my imprint, uh, from, the, from the point of view of fiction, published very... High uh, bro uh, uh, literature yeah. prizes are a, a, an important part of of course. Authors are happy to to win prizes and but uh, some of them also can change deeply the sellings of, of a book and increasingly. So are important part. Uh, then what, what else? Uh, then you. Of course, is a, ah, there is a, of course a, the new th uh, thing. Of course, till now I spoke uh, often of uh, literary critics and papers, uh, but of course uh, now uh, we know that the digital uh, PR and this kind of uh, word uh, can uh, can determine uh, a success, a book success, sometime. Mm. And it's a very difficult um, part to control in a way because. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, something happens that you you cannot control with even with old books with books and not in promotion. Yes, back back is back, back, uh, yeah. backlist. Yes, backlist. It, this is happening all the time on TikTok. Apparently, yeah, someone will pick up on a, on a book that's ten years old and start emoting about it on on TikTok, and then the next thing you know. Uh, it's it's bumped back into the best-selling list, and it's very difficult to control and to influence. Uh, you can try and yeah. try some ways uh, connection. Uh, I've heard that Facebook is still is a bit bigger here still than maybe others. Is that right for you? Do you think Facebook? I don't know. I would say that now the the center is uh, of uh, I mean social PR communication is Instagram in this way in, and in Italy. Yes, and TikTok is exploding in a way. Also right. for for book, they also call book talk in a way. You yes, know, you know. But for some kinds of book or books. Yes, yes. For so so it's uh, not for every for every book or for everything. And it's very difficult to control. Sometimes you have to follow in a way when there is uh, a flame or or a sort of a, a word of mouth that. Uh, explodes you have to to okay. follow it in a way it's difficult to determine it i would say do you have to physically get involved or, or, or literally get involved do you write 
tweets? Do you write posts for Instagram or have you got someone that specializes in that? Some publisher has, uh, it depends on the resources and, uh, and, and yeah. budgets. Uh, uh, for us, it's, uh, we, we do by, by ourselves in a way. It's not so professionalized yet. So you've got handles on each one of these platforms and you have to put a little note out that says, here's the latest or yes. here's, here's yes. a picture of me with uh, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 try to do this uh, for for uh, in the um, most uh, possible ways, and sometimes uh, we work with uh, specialized for may maybe for singular projects that uh, we think are particularly adapti fit uh, uh, the, the the the, the um, social media. Can you strategy. give me some examples of successes you've enjoyed? Uh, success in in social media. Yeah. I wouldn't say our publisher is very uh, oriented to that, but in our publishing group uh, there are, for instance, this is not uh, is quite uh, unusual, but uh, one of the books uh, that works better as bestseller in Ponte le Grazie was a book that is not representative of Ponte le Grazie in a way, that is called uh, Come smettere di farsi le seghe mentali e godersi la vita? Is how to stop literally jerking off your mind and start living. It was a self-help psychologist, nice book, and it worked so well, but... I think he never had a, a serious uh, uh, journal article on it. Uh, it was all. It was about the title, about the. Yes. Yeah. You can uh, give him, uh, give it as a present. It was a very nice, also a clever book in a way, but uh, but it wasn't considered a serious uh, psychology book uh, to to review uh, on the newspaper. So. That kind of books may maybe we can find a way in this kind of uh, I just show you yeah uh, I just tell you and I just present you and as you say the title I've heard that elsewhere it's like if you've got some kind of weird funky image of something in your bookstore for example like a silly looking something you put that up and it'll get way more you know attention than, than yeah than it. like we said we there are books that are pitchable there are books that are is Instagrammable. Yes. Instagrammable, I don't know. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Just winding down then, we're in Milan, mm -hmm. and as I said, I, I could not believe that in this small space, uh, this area around the Duomo, all of these bookstores that were connected to publishing houses, you know, they had uh, like big box stores almost, like there were maybe four or so, five even, Barnes and Nobles right around this beautiful big church within five, you know, yeah, five, yeah. ten minutes walking distance. Also, Oeple is very beautiful. I was just about to say, yeah, and I, I interviewed uh, her. Yeah, so that's extraordinary. I heard a few years ago when I was attending a master in publishing 
not few years ago, 20 years ago. <laughs> so the, the statistic is not new, but it's quite significant that Milano, that is the publishing town in Italy, produce 80% of publishing. And in the center of Milano, the bookstores in the center of Milano sold years ago, but I think that the proportion is still uh, like that almost, uh, 34% of the books of the country. So Milano is, uh, in Italy, is this for sure the city of, of publishers, but also the city, uh, a city of readers. Yes, and so if someone who loves books wants to, decides to come here, there's the, there's that just this experience of uh, of wonderful big bookstores, new bookstores, uh, but there's also these all smaller places. I was uh, had a place recommended to me called Verso Books, Verso, yeah. which was wonderful. It was uh, a little bar and a bookstore, and then upstairs there was I went to a, a reading. And then you can sort of hang out and have drinks and, and, and be around books. It's, uh, it's yes. In the last, uh, I would say, ten years, a lot of independent small bookstores uh, uh, closed. Uh, I yes. must tell you. Yes. But some of them opened too, and uh, Verso is a very good uh, experience. Uh, even if I think uh, about uh, property that they are part of of uh, of a chain, it's, they are not completely independent, they, they start as independent. But uh, that, yes, uh, Verso is a very good uh, example of uh, events, uh, literary events. We do a lot of them there for, uh, for narrative uh, uh, fiction uh, and uh, for... Uh, poetry as well. Poetry as well yeah. and a few... few and uh, yes, it's a good dimension. It's like... Uh, uh, in New York, there is a saw bookstore like that, almost uh, that has a little bar and is independent. Uh, I cannot uh, now recall the name, the name but uh, okay. there are realities I think uh, that can uh, compete with chains uh, if they work uh, with the intelligence uh, and uh, creating a sort of uh, meeting point of uh, cultural yeah. interest. Well, and this is exactly what um, Ricky Calaveros told me. He's a, it was a, uh, a well-known... Sam. About Sam, yes, this publishing house that they had this big space and they invited people every Thursday to come and have a big dinner with them. Yeah, I know. It was, it was a very lively place. Uh, unluckily, uh, in the last uh, month, uh, they had problems. They were acquired, and something yeah. changed. Yeah. So I don't know if the model, uh, I mean, uh, economically works. Yes. Yes. But uh, it was a very, very good uh, experience, and I, I attended uh, some uh, events uh, there. Uh, the, they they really did uh, a publishing house with uh, with a uh, stress on the, on the house thing. Yeah. I yeah. think this is an interesting thing also about my publishing because even if it's part of a, of a group, of a publishing group, uh, every imprint uh, has uh, an individual personality and is in a way a thing that uh, an author can call house, home. Yes, uh, yes, that's, that's nice. I don't think I've heard that before. The idea of, of calling this house 
uh, as an author, calling your house a home. Just uh, finally then, uh, I'm interested in this big picture, uh, more philosophical. Mm -hmm. uh, what you've learned by having books in your, in your life all this time. Okay, um, I think it's nice to work uh, with books uh, in a publishing house uh, instead of working, uh, I mean, in a university or uh, to work uh, in a bookseller too, because it's a quite uh, in the middle experience uh, between uh, an abstract uh, way to, to see culture why you where university you have to think about ideas to change it but you don't know what people really uh, read and uh, like about books or why they book and uh, you have to do so so you have to do a reality check uh, with yeah. publishing because you always have to confront uh, with uh, with an audience with a reader with a, with the journalist that maybe doesn't want to, even doesn't love to read a lot, but you do, at the same time you are not just a seller or, or a, so too, too, too much reality. You can work with, with ideas, with books, uh, in a way that is pragmatic, because you have to sell, they are also products. But they are, just, they are not only products. Where when you speak with an editor or with an author, you feel the love for literature, for ideas, for culture. So, but it's love in the world. It's not outside the world. Yeah, it's not abstract or ivory tower. So I would say that my relationships with books, working in the publishing industry, has this kind of approach. It's not. Idealistics or to intellectualist, but even it's not. But it preserve the charm and the culture that in books and the magic that in book is inside them. Sorry, my for my English that is no, no, so bad. <laughs> uh, what about the meaning? Uh, of your life, what, how is living the way you've lived? Uh, like, what's your approach to life? This is a very uh, wide and difficult question to answer uh, on a Sunday morning. But uh, in Italian, we would say that is a question of Marzullo. Marzullo is a, a TV person that makes very intimate interviews late in the night on television with also with writers asking this kind of thing uh, is dream uh, that uh, governs lives or lives that governs dreams so this kind of very important and uh, philosophical question uh, I, I, I don't know the meaning of life it's very I, I cannot uh, answer how do, you, how do you get through the world then, more, more pragmatically? Meeting people, uh, reading books, uh, and try to find more than answers uh, uh, questions. Wonderful.
But thanks for answering my questions. Thank you so much. I've been speaking with uh, Matteo Colombo, who is Margaret Atwood's publicist in Italy. And we're in Milan. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Just in, uh, I want to spend the, yeah. the next day or so. Yeah. I'm going to. And I just want to relax and maybe read and, and write a bit. Is there a, a place you can recommend just to hang out in? Like a, a nice bar or cafe? Yes, I'm thinking because I, in the center of Milano, not so much, I wouldn't say. Center, center. Maybe a nice place is called Bar Magenta. It's a historical bar near Cadorna station. Okay. I like a lot uh, uh, pastry shops. <laughs> With tables and chairs. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, uh, there yes. is one. Uh, there is one near Verso, not so far from uh, okay. Verso, but I have to tell you the name is something because I have to check. Is there a special pastry that you like better than others? The, the, the speciality of uh, Italian pastry in Milano is pasticcini that are uh, the, the small ones. Uh, there are different kinds with fruit, with, with chocolate, with cream. Uh, it's very... Uh, it's my passion, I <laughs> Okay, pasticceria cookie. And has um, tables uh, to, to sit. Pasticceria is main, main pastry shop. Uh, Patisserie. Yeah, yeah. It's near. It's near Verso. You say? Yes, it is. Uh, you, as you can see, uh, Verso is uh, like here, and then uh, five yeah. minutes walk. So. Is there a really good used bookstore in town? It's this chain called Il Libraccio that I told you. Okay. They are the I think the first actor in in. Um, used bookstores. Uh, okay, so they have used and new? Or yes. Book? Yeah, okay, that's perfect. And you can find also review copies of, uh, of, of my work. You can find the, so the, some journalists is so uh, fast to get rid of their copies <laughs> that you can find something not yet out in the bookstores used in this uh, bookstore <laughs> section. Right. And sometimes right. with, with the dedication to, with the, the, the sign of the author oh, or, wow. or the name of the journalist. And you can typically find that at uh, Libraccio? Yes. Uh, a good uh, shop of Libraccio is in uh, Porta Venezia, part of time, near Porta Venezia. When I go to Paris or New York or, or even a, a new town, I always look for bookstores uh, and pastry But you look at you, you're slim. <laughs> You must walk a lot to get to the pastry. I walk a lot when yeah. I'm in town. Yeah, yeah. But now I have to show you a little trick. Oh, super! To prove that I can do something uh, more, more than, than bananas. Yeah. <laughs>